Welcome to the Life Giver Marriage Podcast, a place for honest conversation and hope for your military or first responder marriage. This is your host, Corey Weathers, and I'm honored to share this journey with you. Hi, this is Dr. John Townsend, and you're listening to Life Giver. Hi, this is Taya Kyle, and you're listening to Life Giver. Hey, this is Dr. Les Parrott, and you're listening to Life Giver. Welcome to another episode of the Life Giver Podcast. This is Corey Weathers. If you are joining for the very first time, welcome to Life Giver. I hope that you're listening from the free Life Giver app that is available for Android and iOS devices. Otherwise, you can find Life Giver on iTunes, Google Play, and other platforms. We are in the middle of a series all about strengths-based living, and I am in the middle of my conversation with Katie Christie, another Gallup-certified coach. If you have been listening, you know that Katie and I can get pretty excited about this topic because every week we see how people really find their sense of purpose, improve their relationships, see their careers skyrocket, all because they discover who they are, what their talents are, and what they're really good at. And so I am excited to share more of my conversation with Katie. If you're just Jumping in for the first time in this series, I would encourage you to go back to the beginning so you can get into that conversation from the very beginning. Um, if you're joining me again, thank you for coming back. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Katie on strengths. Oh, exactly. Like you said, then it's leveraging both people's strengths. It's not that one person should lose or one person should win. Is both of you need to find a way to use your strengths. And to do that, you have to communicate, like we said, and that's where it's really beneficial for you to take the time to understand who you are first. Like, yes. I would love for you to jump in and do a strength state right away. But I honestly think that you need to work on yourself for a couple months so you can clearly communicate to your spouse, you know, what your strengths are, how you'd like them to be used and how you can use them for them. Completely, completely agree with that. So I'm curious, do you have, by the way, for um, my number 34 is yeah. adaptability, which is not great <laughs> as a military spouse. What is yours? Adaptability. No way. Are you yeah. saying? So, okay. So to give people an understanding of what it's like to have something at 34, you tell, you tell us what it's like to have as a military spouse, yeah. adaptability as number 34. Yeah. So 34, it, there, or for my 34 is adaptability, which is the ability to go with the flow. Like you wake up in the day and you know, if something, if the kitchen sink blows up, you don't, the kitchen sink blows up. You're going to call the plumber. You're going to move along. You go with the flow. When adaptability is 34 for you, it is ridiculous to have your plans upset, right? Like it's not that I can't change courses of action. It's not that I can't do different things. And it's just that I have to have a plan. Like my husband jokes, but I have to have planned spontaneity. Yeah. Um, I, I tell people that for me, when we get PCS orders, it takes me a full week. It's like turning a Navy ship in my brain. Yes. Like, I just, and my husband used to think that I was not excited about you know, the move or maybe that I was, I didn't like the military anymore or, and it wasn't even that I was negative. It was more just, I just need a week. I mean, I can totally be on board and content with our lifestyle, but I just need a week to shift so many things in my mind. 
Mm-hmm. No, that's 100% it. And that's what people laugh about. They're like, that must just be so painful for you with the military spouse because things change all the time. I was like, no, it's actually great because I have at any time eight different plans of what we're going to do. Like not only do I get a plan, but I get to plan eight things. Like it's fantastic, but it's choosing to look at it that way. Instead of choosing to feel that I'm out of control, that I have no say in my life. I don't choose to look at it that way because I don't feel like that's the way it is. You know, it's, and you, when you said that you, that you, you have to plan spontaneity, I personally am not a huge fan of really big surprises because I don't think that I respond very well in a surprise because I'm adjusting to the surprise. And then my husband's like, are, are you not excited about the surprise that I got you? And it's like, no, I am. I'm just adjusting my head to the fact that there's a surprise. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't get the reaction. Exactly. Of like, awesome. Let's do that. Exactly. And mine is like a double whammy because futuristic is really high for me. So I enjoy planning a trip or planning a gift more than actually taking the trip or getting the gift, if that makes sense. Like me, like, yeah, you're looking at me like I'm crazy because (laughs) 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 Um, I know it sounds funny, but I was talking with other people who are very high in futuristic and like Christmas is not fun to us. Like when you get a surprise gift, it's not fun because I haven't got to look forward to that gift. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's like, I always felt like the worst person in the world because Christmas, I would always have that face. Like, (laughs) that I opened again because of my one lack of adaptability and two because I love to envision what was in there and once I opened it that vision was gone so it was just that's fascinating (laughs) see I don't I'm not strong in strategy all of my um, top five are relationship builders Um, well I've got one executing which is a sense of responsibility and then I've got all these relationship builders and Mm -hmm. so what that does for me is that I will give up laundry, give up chores, give up my to-do list even to, um, to build relationships or work on something that's developing relationships or work on a project or whatever, um, which you and I um, have had the opportunity in the past to partner up with a few things. And it was a perfect partnership because I could like develop and I could work on things, but I needed Katie to help me stay on task. And she was, and what I loved about it is that you thrive off of it. You love the to-do list, which I kept wanting to apologize to you. I kept wanting to say, I'm so sorry that you're making this list. I'm so sorry that you're executing something. And she's like waiting for more things to execute. I was like, wait, quit feeling. Let me do more. But no, and I think that brings up a great point that I'd love to talk to is that you mentioned that you have all relationship building themes. And so I call these people my waves of awesomeness because you are so strong. And what we mean by that is there are four like domains. There's the relationship building theme, which are blue. You have the strategic thinking themes that are red. You have the commander influence, um, which are orange. And then you have the action oriented, which are, are purple. And so, you know, when you have someone that has all five top strengths in one of those domains, they are just a force to be reckoned with. And I mean that in the best sort of way, because when you come at someone, you come at them with a hundred percent caring, feeling relationship, right? And they feel mm-hmm. that from you, right? Almost, almost overwhelmingly so. Like I have noticed lately in my life mm-hmm. that I really have to develop some self-control on that because I can, I can overwhelm somebody with that depth of conversation mm-hmm. or depth of relationship or yeah. like they really do, people leave apologizing going, I'm so sorry that you felt like you had to can- counsel me this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I was just having a conversation. Like, <laughs> 
you know, like that was just conversating for me. Like I didn't, I wasn't counseling, you know, but I, I do, I've noticed that lately. I have to learn the self-control of not overwhelming people with the depth of conversation and relationship building. But at the same time, I think what I'm learning is that I also don't know how to do that when that's just what I do well. And so part of me is also going, you know what? I'm sorry, but I don't know. I'm also gifting you too. Does that make sense? And that's exactly it. I've worked with so many people like that. And they always want to be like, ah, Shindra's like, well, that's what you were made to do. Yeah. And that is what people come to you and gravitate to you for. Like, that's what you're gifting the world. So yeah, we can't have it at a 10. But that's just, I mean, like you kind of had said, is it's having that transparency with people be like, no. I tend to be overwhelming, just to let you know. But, but just be like, no, like I have all five relationship themes. So if you want to start this conversation, like. We're going, we're going well, there. Exactly. And if they're not into it, they can opt out. But I would not change your interaction because that is what makes you you, you know. Anybody well, you're really, would that? you say that you're super strong though in the executing so I am, but I have, um, you know, quite a few strategic thinking and I have an influence in there. And then what's different is all my relationship, my um, seven through 10 are all relationship. So I'm more of like a balanced portfolio, if you would say. And so I can draw on and more of a chameleon, if that makes sense. So if I'm in a group where things need to get done, then I turn into my execution hat theme and go with that. You know, if I'm in more of a emotional situation, I can switch to that. So one's that better or worse? And that's what people said, like, oh, I have all four, I win. You know, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I would actually say what it, what it does, and I hope what people are hearing when you're hearing, hearing us talk about this, I hope that you're hearing that how much we need each other. And that's one of the reasons why, whether you're balanced, like Katie, balanced, like Katie is. <laughs> friends are out there going, Ugh. <laughs> when you in the themes are balanced, right? When, when you are, I love that. I love that about you because I was even talking with Matt yesterday that I'm, I'm realizing, um, that I can get very frustrated because I don't have that strategic quadrant because I don't, because I need somebody to help me stay on task in the executing. And so finding somebody like you, Katie, or someone else that when you find somebody on your team that really does bring a balance to your life, you realize how much better life is when you are on a team and when you can work together and see each other's strengths instead of seeing each other's differences. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Like just wait, stop, replay that like five times. Like that is the essence of strengths finder right there is what she just said. And what she's saying is that you're choosing to focus and leverage everyone's strengths instead of focusing on their weaknesses. Um, which sounds so simple, but it's completely counterintuitive to how all of our evaluations, how our, most of our interactions are all done. We're all told on what we should fix and change and adapt to, but that's not how we were made or should be. So please, if you hear one thing, please hear that, is that the way you were made was uniquely made, crafted, designed. And yes, it takes work. And yes, it takes a little bit of self-control and refinement, but it is who you are when you, yeah, when you try to change it or you try to focus it, then you're doing a disservice to your creator and to you because you're trying to change the thing that he made that was so beautiful. So let's go there because I know it's one of our favorite things to talk about mm -hmm. is the role of spirituality in all of this. Mm -hmm. um, Gallup doesn't necessarily... Um, the results that you're going to get are not um, faith-based necessarily, but so much of the strength finder can be applied to your faith. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, definitely. And I love working with church groups because I'm able to, I get that free pass to be able to bring some of that in there. And I know that's in your heart too. So it's just, when you look into it biblically, you can find huge examples of in the Bible, you know, when he talks about the head shouldn't be the foot and that shouldn't be the hand, we were all made for this different purpose. To me, that's such a beautiful, you know, representation of what the strength finder preaches is that, you know, we are all made differently for his glory. And it's going to feel different for me to be a hand than you to be a head or whatever that is, but I shouldn't be wanting for your role. Oh, I love that too. And the body works so much better when it works together. Um, I also love um, where it talks about bearing each other's burdens, that um, there are some things that other people are not good at, or they're not strong at, they're weak in, and being able to fill in that gap for that person and to be able to work, especially if it's your spouse or your children, or having that opportunity to be like, that's okay that you're not excellent at this. And to me, this is where the role of forgiveness and grace comes in, because especially in a marriage, but you could apply this for sure. For military spouses who are trying to work on a team. I mean, there's so many team kind of things that we find ourselves with FRG stuff, with yeah. PWOC stuff. When you're working with other people, it always is messy. Mm -hmm. And so being able to, I think if I'm going to speak from a marriage perspective, when you're able to extend grace, I love that the strength finders, I tell couples all the time that doing the strength finders helps you see that your spouse is actually bringing their best to you. We think that you're, that our spouse is just bringing the annoying stuff, right? The pet peeves that drive you crazy, or why do you have to do it that way? Or why are you, you know, why do you always have to say this or approach it this way? That when you realize that you were, that God created your spouse to compliment you mm -hmm. and that they're supposed to fill in the gaps that you don't have. And even if you do the strength finder and you have common themes, Matt and I are both relators. We're both individualization, but there's also some very big differences in us too. And some of those differences caused us to clash on a lot of things um, like Katie was describing before and how her and her husband are different. And so realizing that, okay, wow, my God actually created Matt to be specifically that way. And he's trying to bring the best version of himself. When he's saying Legoland is not a great idea this time, it's not that he's being a bad dad. It's not that he's just being grumpy and mean and thinking only logically. He's bringing the best version of how he's created to think and execute the best family trip ever. And that's his intention. Mm -hmm. And Shanti Feldhan, who's done a lot of research on marriages says 99.9999 something percent of the happiest couples mm -hmm. are happy because of this one reason, because they believe that their spouse has their best intention at heart. And if we could remember that they're bringing the best version of themselves, but that we all just because we're talented at something may not be using our talents the best way we can or at the right times or not having the self-control of them. And so him being able to, me being able to see that in him gives me the grace to extend, to go, you know what, you, I'm going to believe that you have the best intention, mm -hmm. that you are bringing the best version of yourself, even if you're not articulating it the best way right now. Mm -hmm but it is the best version of yourself. And so it helps me be graceful. It helps me be forgiving. And that maybe we can also bring this to our, um, our friendships and our volunteer experiences and our jobs as well. <laughs> no, and that's beautifully said. Okay. So tell me, how do you see forgiveness and grace playing out even in the professional world or when you're working with individuals? 
You know, the biggest thing that I notice when I'm working with companies that are looking to instill those values or even just to mend relationships, which a lot of times I, I get in there, it's a total lack of understanding of different strengths. And I just, we are just programmed to believe that the way we see the world is the way everyone else sees the world. And like you kind of mentioned with the empathy thing, you know, people that don't have those strengths or that do have the strengths assume everyone else does too. And so it is hugely eye-opening for organizations and teams to understand that, you know, Bob isn't being mean next door. He just frankly doesn't see it that way at all. Like at all, like never crossed his mind. He wasn't doing it maliciously, like you said. He's empathy number 34. Exactly. And we're also like, yeah, that sounds like Bob, you know, and it's not a bad thing, you know, but you see all the ways you can. So number one, it's understanding that people aren't trying to show up and ruin your day or ruin your project or ruin the committee you're on. That's really not their intention but they're coming at it with a different approach. And so it takes two people to meet in the middle. The first person has to be able to, you know, correctly apply that strength. Cause like we said, you know, sometimes it can get turned up and down and you have to have the words to describe with what you're doing and be transparent about it. Like in that situation with Legoland, it would have been really helpful for your husband to say, I understand you're coming at it from a feelings basis. I have to bring my strategic brain to this, you know, and just saying those words diffuses so much of that. And I feel like we skip over that because of time or just whatnot. Like we don't physically say those words. So I think you have to be really clear in your intentions and your communications and overemphasizing the strengths and talking about them. So, you know, when people start doing that either in their marriages or even in the office, you know, it, it's a huge difference because all of a sudden you are talking about the things that you're good at and you're making sure that others understand it as well. So it's, it's bringing them into open and calling them out so that they will use them more and more. I love that. Okay. So Katie, yes. tell everybody, um, how can they start the strength finder journey? Yeah. So, especially if they want to come and work with you as a coach. Yeah. So the first step is like you said, taking the assessment, you can either, you know, I don't make anything off the assessments, but you know, if you want to take it through, um, a coach, then I see your results and we can go that way or like with a team that's helpful because then you're not trying to like gather up, you know, 400 different assessments or whatnot. So you can contact me that way. If not, if you just want to take it, you know, go to Amazon, buy the book, go to Gallup Strength Center, buy the code, whichever one you want, um, take the assessment, learn it. And then I'd say digest it for a little bit, you know, because a lot of work needs to come. And so if you come to a coach like Corey or myself, um, already having digested a little bit, your questions will be a little different and the work I think will be better. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, you can really set up the journey that's best for you. Um, some clients are really introspective and just want me to give them prompts and different things to think about on their own. Others really like to talk it out. Um, so it depends on, on who you are and what your strengths are, what that journey is going to look like. Um, but it's really helpful to have those conversations and have someone challenge the way you think. Because achiever is going to approach doing their strengths journey so much different than someone high in command or high in individualization. You know, so make sure that whoever you're working with, whether it be a coach or yourself, is helping broaden that and customize it to your strengths. You know, like if they are not using your strengths on your journey, then you've got a problem. So. Right. And, um, okay, so... Um, by the way, if you do the code through um, gallopstrengthcenter.com, um, instead of buying the book, you do get the electronic version of the book. So either way, it's Strength Finder 2.0. It's a New York Times bestselling book. You're going to find it in Barnes and Noble and Amazon and all, all kinds of places. 
um, extremely, I mean, just extremely popular book and turned into a series. There's strengths-based leadership, there's strengths parenting. I think they just came out with the strengths marriage. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, but um, I think Katie and I would both recommend that you start from the beginning and just do strengths 2.0 or just buy the code. Um, what do you recommend to people on whether or not they should purchase their top five or their full 34? Yeah. So in our coaches training, they really said you should work on your top five for the first year at least. And at first I was like, what? Like as an activator achiever, that took me back. I was like, I can blow through all those in a couple months. Yep. That is true because like you mentioned, your biggest return on your investment, your biggest opportunities are in those top five, right? Mm -hmm. So if you blow through those, then you are doing yourself a huge disservice because those are the ones that they're your building blocks. There's your foundation. They are how you're going to operate in the rest of the world. So I would honestly recommend the first year really focusing on those top five. Like you should know, own, and like just breathe those top five before you move on. From there, um, get five through 10. You still need to be in a positive realm. Understand what those underlying currents are. You know, like for me, it was like, I'm a terrible person. I don't care about everything. You know, like, <laughs> five through 10, I was like, okay, there they are. Like that made me feel better. So a lot of people have that, you know, they, those underpins. shame response. It's yeah. a, you know, and I actually went through the same thing when I saw my like through 10 and a couple of strategic came in there. Like I had less shame and that's, it's a horrible thing that we all kind of go through that we go like, well, what do I not have? And what does that say about me? And that's why this is such a powerful assessment because you know, we are going to talk about weakness fixing at some point in the strengths journey of coaching you through that. And we are going to talk about what to do with that. It's not that we ignore them completely, no. but it's just not worth the effort of trying to change all that. But knowing that I had a little bit of strategy in my top 10 made me feel a little bit like, okay, like I, I do have the capacity, much like I, I do have the capacity to adapt. It's not that I can't adapt at all. Mm -hmm. It's just that I, it takes me longer. Well, exactly. And I think another part of what you were feeling, what I was feeling is a piece of us wasn't being represented, but we didn't know how to say that, right? Like you, like you had that feeling that there's more to you, right? So it was frustrating when that wasn't being represented. So when one through 10 came out, it was like, okay, like there's the rest of that person that I know I am. Um, so then after that, like that should be a good 18 to 24 months. After that, then go to 29 through 34. Um, skip through all that gray metal. You know, um, mm -hmm. you're not going to see a lot of movement really working on 17 through 19. Um, yep. uh, and then skip down to that bottom and then do this. And I actually, you know, finally got a couple clients to these and they were so excited because mm -hmm. I've been holding them back for two years because I wanted them to do the hard work on one through 10. And once they saw that 29 through 34, they were in the right mindset because they weren't at all trying to fix them. And that's how I knew they had went through the journey correctly because they didn't look at number 34 and go, yep, I need to change that. They're like, yep, that's me. And I need to partner with someone else who can help me. Yes. <laughs> Which gets into a discussion on, on weaknesses and how do you handle your weaknesses. And so instead of going there, because I feel like I, I do want everybody to hear this and hear that, yes, going through the strengths journey, you do learn how to manage your weaknesses and what to do with them. And, and we've kind of given you guys some ideas. I'm not trying to hold back as if it's some big surprise. Um, I mean, it is a lot about understanding who's on your team. It is a lot about letting go and just accepting you for who you are and not trying to be somebody that you're not. So it's, it's no big, huge secret or surprise. 
Um, but because I only have a little bit of time with Katie and because we could go on for hours, <laughs> I really, I think to wrap up, I'd like to ask you, what are some of your favorite strengths to work with, with other people mm -hmm. that you have seen like some major light bulbs go off? Yeah, no, and this is a tough question because it's, it's hard to encapsulate because every time I go to a group, they're my new favorite group because mm -hmm. <laughs> I see that joy and, 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 you know, the learning go, but I have to admit, I get a ton of joy with working with people who have some of the uncommon strengths mm. that, because they are oftentimes brushed over mm -hmm. um, and they don't, it's not spoken about mainstream culture. So I feel like those are the people that make the biggest leaps and have the biggest aha moments like and this is just stereotypical but not a lot of women have command in their top mm -hmm. five profile mm -hmm. um, it's an influencing theme so not a lot of women have influencing themes and then command is one of those just outliers that it doesn't come naturally to a lot of women and so when i you know meet a woman that has command it, they were number two in command i was like giddy Yes, yeah. because it's unique. It is so not out there. And, you know, she kept trying to kind of back off of it a little bit because it was so different. I said, no, this is you lean into this because mm -hmm. you have what 98% of the other population is working and striving on that treadmill for where you possess that natural talent. So that's one that when I just dig into it. Ooh, you know, to compliment <laughs> that, um, I have to say, um, I wasn't going to actually make it this specific, but now that you've said that, yeah. I think when I work with men that have harmony, yes. so men with, um, men with harmony are often told most of their life that they're afraid of conflict. And so being able to get the strength finder and realize that they're actually talented at bringing people together, it's not that they're afraid of conflict. And so for me, I see that light bulb go on where they go, you mean I'm actually good at stepping into it instead of running away from it? And that that's that that heart that kind of I don't want to call it a soft heart because it takes a very tough courageous heart to step into conflict, exactly. but that that sensitivity that natural physical radar that they have that goes off physically in their body that senses tension before anybody else is actually a signal to them to step into that that they're good at bringing the group together to me is a huge light bulb moment for them. Oh, it is. And just real quick, like when you said that, I got like little goosebumps on my arm yeah. because I worked with this organization. It was probably like 10 to 15 software developers. And when I got their results back, I just laughed because I absolutely knew what company it was because there was one person with three relationship themes. So out of all, you know, 150 possibilities, we had three and they were all with one poor guy. And I pulled him aside actually before just to talk with him because I needed to know who this person yes. was. You know, and I was like, do you ever feel a little different? You know, <laughs> we had the best conversation because he was just getting crushed every yeah. day because he felt too much. He cared too much. You know, all of these too much labels were just getting crushed on him. And for him to see that was huge, but it was even better to see the whole organization be like, we need him. Like, yeah, we've been, oh, him, so beautiful. Yeah, we've been giving him a wicked hard time because he is different. But now we see, we have those words to describe why he was different. And it was life-changing, like for everybody. And to me, that is why this is so powerful. To me, um, you see people change on an individual basis and they wake up and they see themselves for who they're created to be and there's a spark in them. Mm -hmm. And then, then to see them do that in their marriage and then to see them do that in their parenting and then to see them do that in their careers mm -hmm. and then to see military spouses who are like, you know what, I think I know what I'd like to do. I've had, I've had spouses learn their top five and then in the next session, like, I do not recommend this at all, 
but they, this one spouse quit her job, quit her job after she learned her top five and said, I'm going back to my old job, but now I know why I was happier there. And so just so powerful to understand what your sense of purpose is. And, and there's so many wonderful things that you can do in coaching. You can, you can learn to write your mission statement for who you are and how you're going to live doing what you know you're built to do. I think it gives you this permission to forgive yourself for, for the kind of parent you are, for the kind of, that you bring, that you're not supposed to do it on your own, right? Like I can, I can go to my kid and go, you know what, you know that I'm going to, laundry is never going to be the first thing on my list to do every day, but you know what, we're going to sit and talk all day if we have to. And they're going to be like, you know what, can we not talk today, mom? Like, can you? <laughs> and to be able to see the strengths in your kids, to be able to see, I see my son has incredible strategy mm-hmm. and to be able to em- empower him to go, you know, you have something that I don't like, you're really good at this and I'm not. And that's awesome to me. It just changes your perspective on everything. I think. Uh, I know we have to do a whole parenting one because we should. It, yes. It is too good. It is too powerful. And it just changes the way that, that you function. Okay. Sold. Katie, um, don't you have an influencer? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, you just totally influenced me. We're going to do a second one on parenting. Does that sound good? Yes. You come back and do one on parenting with me. All right. We have now created a series, a strength series. And so I think what we need- I know we could go on for a while. Activator. I know it's her activator. And those of you who are activator is an influencer. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. And so I want to, I want everybody to take note to what just happened. What Katie said was, she said, we need to do a whole other one on parenting. And her activator is the one like, let's go, let's do this on parenting. And I want you guys to notice what just happened because what just happened in me was I was influenced by her excitement and passion to do something else with this and, and doing it specifically in parenting. And of course, I immediately was like, yes, we should. And that is the power of an influencer. And I know that well, because I have a husband that has self-assurance. And there's something about when he says something that he gut level feels right, the whole family is nodding their head yes in agreement with him. And so it's it can be really, here's where I think I'd like to end on this, because what an incredible gift that you have, Katie, to even be able to, in your activator, to be able to say, this is something that needs to happen. And for somebody else to be able to like, yes, you're right. Oh. <laughs> um, but here's, here's what I think I want us to end on for this particular set for this particular episode is that whenever we use our gifts, whenever we use our talents for someone else and service to someone else and use them for good, amazing, beautiful, wonderful things happen. Like another episode on parenting. <laughs> But any of our talents, any of the 34 themes used for evil, used for destruction, used for selfish gain Mm -hmm. is where we see manipulation and destruction. Mm -hmm. And so um, I want everybody listening to think on that um, before we get to the next episode, because um, all of us have an incredible amount of strength and something to offer to the team. And if you've been swayed by anybody in a negative way, it may just be that they weren't knowing how to use their talents to serve someone else. Would you agree on that, Katie? Oh, totally. And it's like, I kind of picture it like a candle flame. You can either use it to like hold it up and light the way and lead people to safety, or you can bend over and torch the ground that you're walking on. You know, it's all in how those strengths are used. So I love the way that you put that and couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. 
Well, Katie, thank you so much for joining. I told you we were going to nerd out and boy, did we ever. <laughs> so um, I have to have you back now because there's so much to talk on. Um, so we'll come back and do another one on parenting. Thank you so much for joining me. Obviously, I'm excited about what you do every day. If you're interested in talking with Katie and getting some coaching with Katie, um, she has a business called Activate Your Talent. You can reach out to her. I'll make sure that her contact information is in the notes for this episode. Thank you, Katie, so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Yay! There's more to come from this conversation on the Life Giver Podcast. Join me next week for another episode that will surely breathe life into your service family. Thanks for listening to the Life Giver Podcast. If you're enjoying these conversations as being free of advertising or sponsorship, please help me by spreading the word to other military and first responder families that might benefit from the show. If you'd like to find out more about me or Life Giver, you can find more information at www.coryweathers.com or life-giver.org.